Hi, I'm John Black. I'm the CEO of Aldebaran Resources. And uh, today we're here to talk about our Altar project in San Juan Province, Argentina, where we're drilling out a very large copper porphyry deposit. And we're, we've got very good evidence it's about to get significantly larger as we continue to drill. So I look forward to a an opportunity to present some of our latest results today. Uh, well, the, the headline in the latest press release suggests it's going to be very big indeed. Uh, we, we're, we're talking about 950 meters at 0.6 copper equivalent. So um, give, give us an update on what you're seeing there, because there's a few other things I want to want to touch upon as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as you'll recall, the, the deposit we have at Altar, we already have a large resource. We have approximately 1.2 billion tons at a little bit less than a 0.5% copper equivalent grade. So a large deposit, and that, that's in measured indicated, quite quite a high degree of confidence in that mineralization, with an additional 200 million tons of inferred mineralization. But immediately beneath that, last year, we completed a deep geophysical survey that indicated that perhaps we'd only begun to scratch the surface on the project, and then there might be significantly more mineralization immediately beneath the currently modeled pit for the project. And over the last uh, few months, we've begun to reveal results from this drilling campaign including the drill hole that you just mentioned, 225, that we released yesterday, that are indicating that our geophysical information is very closely imaging um, mineralization, additional mineralization beneath the pit. So the potential for us to substantially increase that resource is, is quite evident, and we're, we're very pleased to be. Uh, this is the third press release from this field campaign, each of which has hit a long run of mineralization. Uh, effectively, right beneath our, our existing model pit. Right. Okay. And, and the can we just talk about the the, the the phrase you know copper equivalent? Okay, because um, you're I guess lots of people do it, but it's also hard to understand. And in terms of recoverability of the uh, other metals, it's it's just really um, helps kind of shape understand how you kind of develop out the project or how other people may develop out the project if, if, if they buy it from you, which is the, the, the copper grades are from sort of, you know, 0.2 to 0.8 I've seen. Um, copper, actually the, the, the gold grades are, you know, less than 0.1. Um, do, do, those, do those other metals matter in this? Does the copper stand up on its own if you continue to find uh, mineralization at the rates that you are? That's a, that's a very good point and one that's not always clear in, in, in uh, reporting on big copper projects like this. In, in our project, the Altar project, uh, the Altar East Central and what we now refer to as the Altar United deposit with everything combined, it's dominantly copper mineralization. So 90% of the potential revenue would be from copper. There are minor amounts of gold, silver, molybdenum, which would also likely be recovered. And so oftentimes you'll see a, a copper project reported as copper equivalent, where you take those additional metals and you convert those values into an equivalent copper value to better simulate what the total value of the rock is. When done properly, you apply metallurgical factors to that. So not uh, the copper recovery is, is often not as high of a percentage of recovery as you do for your copper. So you need to adjust for that. Not all companies do that. It's something to watch for. Uh, we, we we definitely do make that correction. So we report as copper equivalent, but it's predominantly copper in this in this project. Okay, okay. And look, I know it's early days, and you know, not too many holes in, in, into this thing. But you are finding mineral mineralization and continue to down down to depths, you know, one point one kilometers. So um, I'm intrigued to sort of see how you go about um, with with the few the future uh, of the kind of drill modeling, etc. Um, so it. 
it continues to deliver. It's good. I think we did a technical session with your COO, Kevin, uh, back in April. Uh, and that was a very good session. People want to understand technically, you know, how you're coming at this and you know, why, why you're sort of seeing these results. Um, I want to today kind of focus on the kind of the other contributing factors to, you know, success. So, um, one, you've uh, exercised some warrants uh, recently. Um, tell us about that and, and it, where did they come from? Uh, those warrants came from a financing. We had a 45 cent financing two years ago, and those were 70 cent warrants. So they were well within the money, and we received uh, approximately $6 million back to us. So it's almost a secondary financing that comes off of a previous financing. It's quite nice for us. It, it filled up the till, it allowed us to have plenty of funds to complete this year. Um, important to note also that that triggered certain top-up rights. Uh, last year, South 32 came in as a strategic 9.9% investor in the project. They've been closely monitoring. They're not the only many, many major mining companies are keeping an eye on us right now. Uh, but they made the decision to, to provide that strategic investment to us, which is great. It endorses the project. It, it gave us uh, an investment in, over market conditions, which was minimized our dilution going forward. And um, they like what we're delivering on the project right now, and they exercise those rights to top up and go back to 9.9 .9 because the exercise of those warrants diluted them slightly. So it's a good signal that they continue to be strong supporters of the project and very interested in the project, which, which is, helps us considerably and um, provides us with the funds we need to continue drilling with four rigs as we have been over the, the last few months here. Okay, and yeah, I think it's up with just over 700,000 um, Canadian um, which is good. Um, not it doesn't mean much to them in terms of their balance sheet, but it, it's it's very good for you in terms of what it signals, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, so I guess the, the 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 question I wanted to get to is the kind of is the kind of so what bit, right? Okay, so you're you're finding this long intercepts with you know good copper grades and and, and others. Um, You've got four drills going. You've just got an additional six million. But I don't know where that puts you in terms of total cash at the moment. Can you use a sense of that? Uh, we we started this month a little over seven million total. Right on it. Those warrants had come in over over a period of time, and so um, we we have plenty of funding to complete the program. As you might recall, we're in South America, so we're opposite seasons. We're approaching the. We're really into the front part of winter already. So we'll drill for a few more weeks with luck, and then we will take a. A short break over the coldest part of winter so from june to september we'll we'll be shut down and then we'll come back into the camp in september and be drilling by october with what we anticipate will be an even more aggressive program next year what does that mean what does that mean in terms of meters or dollars uh, this year we we were shooting for twenty thousand meters there was a little bit of a late delivery of rigs to get going and we've been struggling with supply chains and availability of qualified staff so it slowed us down a little bit we're a little over fourteen thousand meters now Hope to finish up at around 15,000 meters for the program. Uh, next year, we would anticipate a program um, of at least 20,000 meters and, and perhaps more subject to availability of rigs and, of course, funding to move forward. Right. Okay. 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 And, and so that the supply chain issues, is that, sorry, is that still a, a legacy of, you know, COVID and, you know, I guess even the inflationary component um, of, the, of the past year or so? Was that a factor of it's Argentina and that's what happens? I mean, a slight, a slight legacy of COVID still, but uh, more it's the fact that every every single drill rig that could possibly be working is working in Argentina right now. There were well, well over 60 rigs drilling just in the San Juan province where we're at right now. We're one of five very large copper projects that are moving forward. 
And so the, the supply chain is just naturally stretched. It's a little complicated as well in that Argentina has some limitations and, and rules on how importations can be made. So it's, it puts some challenges there as well. There's a, a strong preference for utilizing materials made in Argentina, and they're just not really set up to produce enough materials for what we do. So it, it, um, it's, it's, it's stressed things, but we're beginning to resolve that. Our, our drilling performance picked up notably over the last couple months of the season, and I think we'll be well set up for next year. And it's not unique to us. All of our peers are, are struggling with the same issue. And uh, we're working collectively with the drilling companies to to be able to increase capacity to, to drill more quickly and more efficiently. Your, your peers in Argentina or your peers in South America? In in Argentina, actually, we um, a good example is is that we we've worked collectively with with one of our neighbors to to hire a, a professional drill specialist, uh, an ex barrack person who knows a lot about drilling in the South American Cordillera and uh, has been. Re- Tired, and we we brought him back out of retirement and brought him down to to work closely with the drilling providers that we have, and provide suggestions to them on how they can be more efficient, how they can work better. One of the th- challenges we face is that it's hard to get drill rigs, but it's even harder to get experienced help for the drill rigs. Drillers are in short supply. Drillers that have experience and know how to how to work in in the high Andes, and so um, a lot of it's a lot of it is just those those tricks that you learn as they've been drilling for a long time on on how to move forward so we're we're working more closely to provide better training um including collectively all of the those of us involved in exploration in san juan provide funding in collaboration with one of the local universities to provide a technical training institute to train drill assistants um, and in argentina there's a strong um, preference for using local labor uh, including even on a provincial level, the province of San Juan prefers that we're not hiring people from Mendoza next door. But our challenge is there aren't enough people that have the skill sets we need. So we're we're working to provide education to train professionals that will be able to provide the services we need. And, and that's working extremely well right now and is very well received by the local communities. It provides good, um, well-paying jobs that are, are, are very attractive to to the local community. And that's that's improved the image of mining notably. It's, it's one of the easier places in the world for us to be working right now. We're, we're well-received and, and encouraged to to continue our work and, and hopefully develop some some major copper deposits coming up. Okay, well, well let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the environment of Argentina and what Argentina is doing for you, because the, the, historically, Argentina has not painted a very pretty picture for foreign investors in terms of doing business in country, apart from the oil and gas sector, it, it would seem. So does Argentina recognize the importance of mining does it welcome foreign investment and what's it doing for you? Well, quite a bit to unwrap there, but it's uh, some good examples on this is it's important first to, to remember that Argentina is a federation of states. So each province works with some degree of autonomy. It's not like Chile or Peru where the same mining law applies throughout the entire country. And so it's, it's a little more like the U.S. Or, or, or Canada in that sense that each state or province can have uh, its own um, policies moving forward. San Juan is one of the more pro-mining provinces, and that's where we're located at. And including recently, the Fraser Institute just updated their attractiveness index uh, a couple weeks ago, and they they ranked San Juan province in Argentina as the number one preferred province for foreign mining investment in all of Latin America, number 19 worldwide. So that's a notable improvement, and that's because of the steps that they're taking to encourage us to work. So they're providing environments where we have um, 
a, a good fast process to be able to get our permits, to be able to move forward, to, to do our work. Uh, we have access to preferred rates for foreign exchange. So importing funds into the country to do work is at very favorable terms, which reduces our costs for, for local ex exploration. And so a lot of those steps are being made to, to facilitate our ability to move forward and move quickly. And that's, that's why we're seeing so much exploration activity. The rocks have always been great in Argentina. The rocks are very similar to the rocks just across the border in Chile. So the deposits have been there. The, the challenge has been whether there's a stable fiscal environment that attracts foreign investment to develop the projects moving forward. San Juan province has a, a very large modern mine, the Veladero mine, which produces almost 400,000 ounces of gold a year. That's a barrack mine. And the, the benefits from that are very evident in the, in the province, in, in both in terms of, of a lot of employment as well as a lot of tax revenue generated to the city. And it's well accepted by the local public that mining is, is a very positive development. At, at the national level, they'd like to replicate that and encourage more provinces to develop mining. And they realize they've somewhat inadvertently produced a situation where they're sitting on a number of large copper and lithium deposits, as well as a lot of, of gas in the, in the southern part of the country that hasn't been developed because of the policy they've had. And they realize that if they change their policies and encourage foreign investment under stable conditions, that they might have a heck of an opportunity to develop a, a, a true mining industry, an industry that could significantly improve the economy. And, and like many countries, they're, they're stressed on their economy right now. And so what we're, what we're encouraged by is, is that we're seeing acceptance from, from all political parties. Everyone's realizing that this is, is a, a potential motor to improve the economy going forward. So it's, it's, it's definitely moving in the right direction. In addition to the Fraser Index, one of the other things I can point out that, that demonstrates this more than me just saying that they're, they're telling us the right things on this. Over the last year or two, we've seen a number of very large investments from major um, mining companies. We've seen Rio Tinto, BHP, in our case, South 32, an investment into our work. Those are all from major international companies that are not particularly uh uh, risk tolerant. And so they, they must be seeing um, the type of changes they need to see to make those type of developments to make investments in, in major copper or lithium projects. Okay. So you, you're painting a picture that saying Argentina is starting to get it uh, as it comes to mining and what it can, what it can do. Well, obviously in your case, in the state of San, San Juan, um, that, that, I guess that's encouraging. Um, can I, I one, one other thing I want to ask you about again, just trying to understand sort of the, the makeup of how you build this company out is is around the shareholding, right? You're, you're you've got three quite big companies. You've got you know Route One with sort of circa forty four percent. You've got um, as as you mentioned, South Two maintaining the nine point nine percent. And Sabania Stillwater are still in there over sixteen percent. So you've got a lot of this of the of the shares tied up in those three big companies, and I appreciate this management of our buyers too but you know you've got 24 25 percent left for the public so d does does that structure does that make up work for you um or will it start to just to work for you as you you know continue to you will need to you're an explorer you're going to need to raise capital for drilling programs to continue is that going to come from those three major shareholders or is the public going to get a chance to buy more stock as it's issued? Well, as, as you mentioned, we have the three major strategic shareholders, and um, that we're earning into the project from Sabanya Stillwater. That's that's their position, and we've had the strategic investment from from South Thirty Two recently, and and Route One put up the funds to allow us to capture the opportunity to begin with. 
So that that provides a great backstop for us on it. And all three of those parties have pro rata rights. In the event that we do a financing, they can participate to avoid dilution. Um, they're, they've been very supportive and participated in most financings we've, we've done going forward, and the project is delivering even better results right now. So we'd anticipate in the event that we raise capital, then in most cases, um, most of those groups would, would likely participate going forward. So it makes it easier for us to raise capital. But, but that's that tight, tight shareholding situation has, is kind of a, a double-edged sword on, on a situation like this. It also means that we don't have a lot of liquidity or there's a perception we don't have a lot of liquidity. But um, we've had a, a number of shareholders be able to establish fairly significant positions in the open market just by patiently buying. So it, it, it does appear that there's not a lot of trading. But for example, we traded quite a bit yesterday on the, on the news coming out. And we're still at very attractive valuations right now on the project. So it's, it is certainly possible to acquire a sizable position in the open market right now. It may require just a little bit of patience to do that. And when we do, if we do a traditional private placement in the future, that would certainly be open to the public and, and additional. It's healthy for us to attract additional new investors to come in and balance with those large parties. But at times in the markets that we face, having those large shareholders is is a savior for us really so we we try to balance it out as best as we can on it but i'm i'm very pleased i i don't worry too much about access to funds of course we would like to see our valuation be considerably better moving forward but um i th- i like the share structure we've set up right now okay well look i'm appreciate the update i just wanted to talk to you about the the news on the whole because it can you continue to find mineralization i guess uh people have got to going to take a view on, on, on the scale of what you're going to be able to demonstrate or if you're going to be able to demonstrate scale, quite frankly. So um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on um, with, uh, with, with uh, any future kind of drill announcements. And obviously, we'll wait for the next drill program to start eagerly. Yep. And keep an eye. I mean, this uh, the hole we put out was nearly a kilometer at, at, at 0.6 copper. And, and within that, there's 645 meters of 0.7 and, and zones within that of even higher grades. So in addition, this is the, the fifth hole now we've reported in, in the new zone, what we refer to as Altar United, all with drill intercepts of, of nearly a kilometer in length with very good grades and very consistent styles of mineralization. So the implications for a potential increased resource are, are very, very evident right now. And uh, we've got plenty of holes that will be coming out over the next few weeks and months. So it's certainly, certainly one to keep your eye on.